0: those exercises need to be prescribed. We need to think of them as a specific treatment, much like a drug needs to be prescribed by your veterinarian and exercise should be prescribed by your physiotherapist. It's important not to underestimate the importance that physiotherapy can play in our pets. After all, if we have an injury, if we hurt our joint, if we strain a muscle, often the first step is to consult a physiotherapist before we see our doctor if things aren't getting better or if our physio advises it so why should physiotherapy play any less of a role in our pets welcome to call the vet the show that answers all your dog and cat questions so they can live healthier happier lives and here's your host veterinarian dr alex avery Hello, hello, hello and welcome to episode number 67 of Call the Vet. If we've not met before, then my name's Dr Alex, I'm the veterinarian behind OurPetsHealth.com and on this show I answer all of your dog and cat health questions, whether it's how to keep them healthy in the first instance, if they've been injured, if they're sick, then what that actually means, what the options are, what the treatment is likely to be. Whatever it is, I'd love to hear from you. Just head over to callthevet.org and you can submit your question for an upcoming episode. But before we get into today's show, I just wanted to kind of paint a little picture of what it's like here um, at Call the Vet, Our Pets Health HQ. It's freezing cold. We're kind of well into the middle of winter here. I'm in New Zealand. So yeah, probably the other side of the world from most of you who are listening to this. Uh, I'm wearing a ridiculous beanie hat. I've got a very thick woolly jumper on it actually that i picked up many years ago in morocco when we were up in the high atlas mountains and it was freezing then as well and we hadn't kind of packed accordingly because we were planning on deserts and beaches and and that kind of thing where it was baking hot um i've also got a quilt that my mum made for me for christmas uh draped over my lap because yeah it's a bit of an effort to keep warm but anyway I hope that you are well wherever you are I hope that you're staying healthy um, in these current times and I hope that you're a little bit warmer than me as well but anyway that's enough rambling that's enough for the intro let's get into today's fantastic question Hi, it's Judith, Admin at the Canine Conditioning and Body Awareness Group. Uh, We get a lot of questions from members on what conditioning or rehab exercises they can do for their injured dogs. Our policy is always to refer them to a rehab professional, so either a veterinarian or a physiotherapist that has extra training in canine rehabilitation. i wondering if you could address the risks associated with a DIY plan and why it is necessary for injured dogs to seek treatment under the guidance of a qualified professional. So this is a fantastic question so thanks very much for calling in with that Judith and uh, if you're interested in checking out her group the Canine Conditioning and Body Awareness Facebook group then I'll leave a link to that in the show notes and I'm sure they'd be delighted to see you and help answer any follow-up questions or other questions you have about that topic but Yeah, I'm really pleased that Judith asked this question because I think it raises a number of important points and things that we all need to bear in mind. So, physiotherapy and other physiotherapies for physical therapies, excuse me, like hydrotherapy, they really do play a a vitally important role in. The rehabilitation process after either surgery or injury in our pets. Now we think of, I guess, dogs primarily, but cats absolutely can undergo some fantastic physiotherapy uh, exercises and treatments that make a huge difference in their life. And this is after uh, surgery or injury that involves the the muscles, the ligaments, the joints, and the bones as well. So that's a huge range of dish- different of different conditions that physiotherapy can potentially benefit benefit your pet now it is a developing field it's one that has been developing um kind of quite rapidly over the last uh, 20 or so years certainly since i've been involved with veterinary care from a student through to a practicing veterinarian um and thankfully it has become more mainstream and recognition has taken place of the really important role in pet care that it does play and thankfully as a result of this demand has increased and so available availability of services is also spreading and it's more likely to be available uh, wherever it's is in the world you live certainly when i started practicing there were not very many uh, physiotherapists that were specifically targeting and treating um our pets and so it was actually very difficult to access this service even if you were really keen thankfully those times have changed but before we jump into what can potentially go wrong if you just try the DIY aspect it's important to think of what can actually go right what are the real core benefits of undertaking physiotherapy treatment with a trained physiotherapist well in the broadest sense of the the term what are the benefits Uh, we can improve the chance of a successful recovery and reduce the risks of side effects so that in itself is absolutely huge who who doesn't want to uh, have an increased chance of success after an expensive surgery for example and who doesn't want to reduce the risk of side effects Um, and those side effects can be you know things like delayed recovery but it can also be an increased risk of arthritis and and that kind of thing so they can be quite serious side effects or serious complications maybe would be a better way of putting it. Um, Physiotherapy also absolutely speeds up recovery so uh, again after a muscular injury it might be that things would improve by themselves with rest and uh, painkilling anti-inflammatory medication which is I guess our traditional more traditional route of dealing with uh, muscular injuries for example but actually if we add physiotherapy to the mix then the speed of your pet's recovery is going to be massively increased. And as a result, we're going to get a a much better quality of life for your pet uh, and a reduced pain that they're going through. So not only are they going to be in pain or uncomfortable for a shorter period of time, although hopefully we'll be controlling that with anti-inflammatories and additional painkilling medication, but their comfort levels are also likely to be much better if they're undertaking physiotherapy. And then another thing that's really going to help, uh, the physiotherapy is really going to help with is to maintain muscle mass. So one of the big problems that we get after a, any kind of uh, injury or again surgery so a fracture repair, um, a cruciate ligament um, surgery after a rupture is we get a loss of muscle mass in the affected limb. so the muscles through disuse or through limping uh, and through pain uh, they, they atrophy, they get smaller and actually it can take a really really long time to then build those muscles back up to where they were before and if you've got an older animal who's had one of these injuries or one of these surgeries then actually that muscle may never properly uh kind of get back to where it was it may never properly regenerate without that physiotherapy input so those are kind of the broad benefits as i see them and and there are many more kind of more minor benefits but they'll fit into those categories but you know why can you not then just diy it well There's some real problems that can happen. The first is that we can actually delay the recovery. So if we're not doing things right, if we're putting extra stresses and strains through areas, through joints, through muscles that aren't able to cope with that, we can actually delay the recovery by causing increased damage to those areas that's going to potentially then increase the pain that your animal is going through that your your dog is feeling in their leg or your cat is suffering from and that's obviously the last thing we want to do is to increase their pain so actually we can have the opposite effect that we're aiming for we can also increase the chance of significant complications now a story an example of this is that i certainly know of uh, one dog in particular who um, who's owner decided to try and and increase their exercise and increase what their pet was doing faster than they had been advised to Um, and as a result actually they ended up breaking their leg. Now that is clearly an extreme example but it is an example of a significant complication from trying to DIY a rehabilitation plan maybe not physiotherapy and doing physiotherapy exercises per se but trying to increase physical activity and trying to come up with a plan themselves that would ultimately increase the speed of recovery but we then needed a second surgery there was a much longer recovery thankfully everything turned out fine the the fracture repair the initial injury was all good but you know we increased the pain that animal went through we increased the uh, cost of that treatment as well which is clearly another thing that we need to consider if we're not doing uh, a physiotherapy plan properly Um, and it was a it was a headache and a nightmare for vet and owner alike and then lastly if a physiotherapy plan is not done properly it can actually cause permanent damage and lifelong problems so if we've got joint damage for example uh, and we're doing things wrong then it may be that we exacerbate that and we cause more damage and that leads to a more rapid onset of arthritis which can have a significant impact on a pet's well-being on their quality of life and actually it can impact how long they're with us because severe arthritis is absolutely a fatal condition and results in euthanasia of otherwise healthy older animals every single day and i think the desire to come up with a diy physiotherapy program you know that comes from a good place we recognize that physiotherapy is important but we don't necessarily recognize some of those potential dangers and damaging effects that not doing things properly can cause the fact is that we need to recognize that our, our our pets' bodies—they're—they're they're incredibly complex. Uh, the joints, are, you know, there's a lot of different stresses and strains involved. There's lots of different muscles pulling in different directions, and it's not simply a case of just bending the leg, uh, kind of a few times, and and giving everything a little bit of a rub. There's much more involved with that, and that's why it's so important to consult a trained professional now. I actually would definitely not include myself in this because most vets don't have the knowledge to provide a full physio and rehab service. Extra training is definitely needed for those that are interested. Then there are different training courses that you can go on. Some of those will result in qualifications. You know, it might be that your vet doesn't have a particular qualification, but they're able to provide a certain level of physiotherapy service. They may be able to have a a good knowledge on tackling certain conditions, but are not able to treat others. Other conditions. There are trained vet nurses and trained um, veterinary technicians out there who uh, do a fantastic job of rehabilitating our patients. They've got specific physiotherapy qualifications. There are also trained human physiotherapists and I certainly um, a lot of the physiotherapists that I've come across have initially started off down the human track and then they've switched and trained specifically in dog and cat physiotherapy um, and rehabilitation. There's also trained animal physiotherapist so they've that's all they've done that's all they've trained up to do and they are are highly trained in in that role so I don't think we can underestimate the importance that good training has and we shouldn't underestimate the complexity of the body systems that they're dealing with to come up with solutions that are appropriate for your pet depending on on the injury that they're going through and the way the system tends to work in the the veterinary field is that um, your physiotherapist will work very closely with your veterinarian there'll be a referral process unless it's all being managed in-house so uh, your physiotherapist is likely to um, request the the notes from uh, the the clinical notes from your veterinarian so they're aware of the surgery it may be that there's a telephone conversation that's had as well then there'll be an initial consultation and a, a plan will be formulated with your physiotherapist now very often in the early kind of in the early stages that initial consult- consultation is a reasonably long one because they need to meet you they need to meet your dog and the plan is going to be highly tailored to your pet because every individual is going to be able to do different exercises they're going to have different levels of training different tolerances to do certain things and it may be that they can for example if you're used to doing agility it may be that your dog is able to do more advanced uh exercises sooner than for a dog who's kind of never done any level of training before because we're getting dogs to to um kind of step over uh, rails um kind of trotting poles uh, balance boards these can all be exercises where actually we have to train our pet to do them in the first place before they can then get the benefit that they provide Um, and then also you're going to have regular rechecks with your physiotherapist but that doesn't mean that you're not doing some level of DIY treatment because there are going to be or there are likely to be exercises that your physiotherapy sets for you to do at home so there are absolutely things that you can do at home for your pet's rehabilitation but those exercises need to be prescribed we need to think of them as a specific treatment much like a drug needs to be prescribed by your veterinarian and exercise should be prescribed by your physiotherapist because they're highly individualized based on your pet's injury and their tolerance and ability to do certain exercises so that is another real danger if we're just looking on the internet for example um, cruciate disease rehabilitation it's likely that you're going to come across treatments that really are not suitable for your pet because of maybe the type of surgery that they've had, the repair that they've had, maybe the the level of damage that there is, and also their level of training, their level of fitness as well, all plays into what the most appropriate treatment is. So I would really echo Judith's thoughts and her group's advice uh, when people are looking for specific physiotherapy recommendations. Get in touch with a physiotherapist in your area. You're going to be able to find them on Google, but also talk to your vet as well, because it may be that they work very closely with a particular physiotherapist who they rate highly, and they have a really good working relationship, because it's all part of a, of teamwork, really. We're a, a pet health team, and that doesn't just include your veterinarian. It includes your veterinarian, their nurses and technicians, their support staff, but also other Treatment professionals, so our physiotherapists, our hydrotherapists, um, all that kind of thing. We're all one big team and we're all aiming for a successful outcome for your pet. So talk to your veterinarian um or talk to your local physiotherapist about what the most appropriate kind of plan is, treatment strategy is going forward. And I'm sure you'll get the best advice and have the best chance of a successful outcome. Get your questions answered at callthevet.org. And so that's it for today's episode. Thanks again to Judith for that fantastic question. Make sure you check out uh, Judith's Facebook group, the Canine Conditioning and Body Awareness group, and I'll leave the link in the show notes. Also, if you haven't already and you're not aware of it, so I've got a free guide about how to keep your pet as happy and healthy as possible in the first place so that they can live as full a life as possible. It helps prevent some of the most common conditions, diseases and injuries that I see every day as a veterinarian. So if that sounds like a guide that you'd like to get your hands on you can download it for free over at ourpetshealth.com slash pet care guide and again I'll leave a link to that in the in the show notes as well. Also, if you have enjoyed the show, make sure you hit that subscribe button and share it with your pet owning friends and family to help me spread the word and help me to help more pets live their best life possible, which is what I'm all about. So, so that's it for this episode, like I said, I'm actually going to be taking a break for a few weeks. So to have a, a kind of a midwinter or a mid summer break, mid year break I should call it, depending on where you are in the world, depends on the season. Um, and i i'll be back with you again in august for loads more questions and if you'd like your question answered remember you can always submit that over at call and so until next time i'm dr alex this is call the vet take care you've been listening to call the vet be sure to rate review subscribe and we'll see you on the next episode of the show that answers all of your pet questions